Welcome to Fresh Off The Set. I'm Carrie Hawker-Diaz. And I'm Brooke Mangum. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, it's so good to have everyone listen in. Okay, Brooke, I have a question for you. Okay. Are you climbing any mountain anytime soon? You mean my pile of laundry <laughs> that I call Mount Laundry that I'm going to summit later today? That is the only mountain that I climb in my life. That is it. You know what? It's true. If if I do any hikes, it's very little, like easy ones for the child. I say it's for my six-year-old, yeah. right? Because it's we have to be easy for her, easy for me. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what a hike is, Carrie. It's a walk that sucks. That's it. <laughs> I, I'm not hiking anywhere. Anybody that does this, I have so much respect for. And I, I see it. I'm like, oh, the beautiful world. Maybe I could get get into this and then I try and I never never <laughs> what we'll I go back to, to the laundry yeah. well you know what who did and who succeeded was so I talked with Jen Drummond she is the first and only woman in the world to climb all seven second summits so she is also a single mom of seven kids how do you do anything when you have seven kids I don't know this is incredible so the second summits so of those are the second tallest mountains in the world yes and she's climbed all of them. Yes. And she talks about each one was different in their own way, obviously, but um, some of them even took like two weeks. So she talked about the first try, they didn't get there. So she had to do it again. Um, she talks about her inspiration. She talks about, I, I really wanted to know the snacks. Like, what yes. is she eating? Yeah, how do you, this, how you, know? do you do that? Yeah. So she talks about um, her favorite I'm glad snacks. glad you're getting to the bottom of that, Carrie. The important things. This is what we do here on Fresh Off the Set. But that is absolutely incredible. I just love anybody that sets a goal. And it doesn't matter what that goal is and just goes out and achieves it. I yeah. have so much respect for that. Even if it's something like, I'll be honest, could not be me <laughs> climbing all these second Same. mountains. Same. I don't even, I don't do, I don't even have hiking boots. All right. Like that's just. Do it. you have bucket lists though? Is there anything that you're oh. like, mm, I want to do this. See, I need to be able to afford the bucket to put my bucket list in. You got to right buy now. the bucket first people. Cause I would love, there's just like travel. There's so many places in the world I want to see. There's so many places that I want to experience and bring my children to, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, there's, that also costs some money. So I'm going to have to work on my, my bucket list. Your bucket <laughs> list. We'll work on it together. Maybe we'll start with, uh, finishing our laundry. Let's do that. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's get some inspiration from Jen here who yes. is apparently nailing it. So let's take a listen. Jen Drummond, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's so nice to talk to you. I know. Thanks for having me. So fun. Of course. You are, I mean, okay, so if people don't know, you are the only woman, first and only woman, to climb the seven second summits of the world. Tell us what that is if people aren't familiar and what inspired you to accomplish this goal. Yes. So I had to find out what it was too when I was first introduced to the goal. So the seven second summits are the second highest point on each of the seven continents. Wow. It's a mouthful, isn't it? Right? Wow. So seven mountains, seven continents had not been done by a female before. And the evolution of this goal was something kind of fun. Um, I got into a car accident in 2018, which was not fun. But it really woke me up to the fact that, hey, we have this one life to live. There's things I want to do. What should I start doing? I was turning 40 in 2020. So I decided I wanted to climb a big mountain to launch that decade and celebrate my 40th. So I ended up climbing a mountain called Ama de Blom. 
um, which is the Paramount Pictures logo, for those of you that know that logo. Oh, yeah, very familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I'm homeschooling at this point because COVID hits and kind of derails all of our plans across the globe. And my son is struggling with this math homework. I'm like, listen, buddy, we do hard things. You've got this. He looks at me and he goes, if we do hard things, why are you climbing a mountain called I'm a dumb blonde instead of a real mountain like Mount Everest? <laughs> I'm like, I'm a dumb blonde, not I'm a dumb blonde. But thanks, honey. Mm-hmm. And so, so then I like finished his homework. I decided, you know what? Why not Everest? So I signed up to climb Everest and Ama. A coach guided me and he told me to read this book about training and in the front of the book, there's a lady who got a Guinness World Record for doing something crazy in the Alps. I was kind of half joking with my coach. I'm like, I could have done that. Like, I can suffer, and my kids would actually think I'm cool because this homeschooling thing is not helping <laughs> my cool factor at all. <laughs> and, and it's him who came up with the seven-second summit quest. It's, he's like, hey, I'll find you a Guinness World Record. And he looked that up, and he's like, I think it's perfect. Seven continents, seven mountains, seven kids. Sounds like a jackpot. And here we are two and a half years later with it done. Wow. Oh my goodness. That really is incredible, Jen. You should be absolutely proud of yourself. How do you train for such a strenuous hike, both physically and mentally for these? Because I'm sure they're each different in their own ways. Yeah, no, they are. Every mountain is so unique. Every experience is definitely its own little journey. Um, It does help living in Utah because we have beautiful landscapes that allow us to get vertical pretty easy going out our front doors sure um i do have kids though right and a business so that keeps everything busy so a lot of times i'd be that dorky mom at a soccer game with my 12 inch (laughs) step in a backpack and i'd be just stepping up and down watching him and cheering him on and thankfully i have really cool moms up here and they're like well we'll do this with you we want to exercise we feel like kind of crappy sitting there watching the game while you're exercising watching the game yeah you probably inspired Um, people that's pretty cool Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was super fun. It's always fun to do things with people instead of alone. So, yeah, so it's just a mix of all of that. And then my kids, I think, train you mentally for about anything. I mean, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Your children, you're good on any mountain, I promise. Absolutely. That's that's so true. What would you say? Which hike was the hardest one? Yeah, so they're all hard in their own way. I would say actually Mount Logan, which is the second highest point in North America behind Denali, that I thought was going to be my easiest and ended up being my hardest. Why was that, do you think? That's our home base one. Yeah. You know, it's the hardest because there's no support. So on some of the bigger mountains, like K2, for example, you have Sherpas and people that set up the tents and melt the water and cook you food and set the rope so you really just have to follow direction mm-hmm. uh, Mount Logan we had to carry all of our own gear we were making the decisions on reading the weather reports do we move do we not move is everything safe I was melting water and helping set up tents and build like ice walls to protect the tent from ripping in wind and so it's just more strenuous I was very much more selective on the gear that I brought I'm like oh you're heavy you're not coming right <laughs> right yeah, you had to pick and choose. And how, how long, like Mount Logan, how long did that take from like beginning to end? Yeah, so Mount Logan took us two weeks. Um, and it normally does. It normally takes someone two to three weeks to do it. We were making amazing time, which felt really good. And then we got caught in a storm at Camp 3. And that delayed us for a week. Just the one storm. 
just the one storm. And I, I mean, I was with my friends, Ryan and Todd. So the three of us went together in a four man tent, but it's like one thing to be stuck on a mountain where you can walk around and explore and see. It's another thing to be stuck on a mountain where you stuck in a tent with the three of you for seven days on oh end, trying not to kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it was physically challenging and mentally challenging because of that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you had to do one of the hikes twice. Which one was that? Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually two of them twice. So Mount Logan was one that we had to do twice. The first year that we attempted it, which was 2022, the weather was horrible, like negative 65, horrible. Yes. And so we couldn't melt water. It just wasn't safe to be on the mountain. So we had to pull off um, for safety reasons and then went back in 2023 and luckily had success. And then K2 was my other one that took two times. Um, the first time on K2, there was a tragedy on my team. One of my teammates got caught in an avalanche and passed away and another one got injured. Yeah. And I was on the mountain ahead of them. We were not in the same hiking group together per se, but it was still my teammate. And Mm -hmm. I realized it's more important to be there for your people than it is to summit a mountain. So I came down and helped with all of that. And by the time I got down, it was too late to go back up and safely try to summit again. So came back to the U.S. and luckily checked that one off the list in 2022. And redid it again. Um, what would did you say again. are some of the challenges that you've faced other than that? You know, that's obviously was a big one that you just mentioned um, that you faced during your journey. And how did you overcome them? Yeah, I would say traveling to different countries and understanding different cultures and allowing cultures to be different, right? Like I think a lot of times you go places and you have this idea in your mind that this is the way it should be done, or this is right, or this is whatever. And then you go to a place that doesn't celebrate whatever you're doing or doesn't do things the same way you do. And you're like, that's wrong. Like, wait a minute. Why am I saying that's wrong? That's not wrong. That's just my version. They're allowed to have their own version. Right. Um, You know, something as simple as driving on the other side of the road. Right. So, I mean, that, mm-hmm. like, there's simple things like that. And then there's more complex things of if someone dies, do you bury them or do you let them just lay where they died? Because that's giving them back to the universe. And it's just it opens your mind to so many different ways of doing life and allowing yourself to appreciate those different ways and still stay steady in what works for you. Mm, that's so interesting. I'm sure you learn a lot. I can only imagine things on those hikes, on those mountains, about just life in general and 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 everything that you have to face once you get back down. Um, what would you say motivates you on every hike and keeps you going? Because I'm sure you have those moments where you're like, I'm done. <laughs> yes, lots of moments, like lots and lots of moments. I think that's why we all celebrate the summits because there's about a thousand moments before that summit that you're like, I don't really want to be here. Yeah. I don't know why I signed up for this. <laughs> right. But no, I would definitely say my kids are my motivation. Aww. I know they're watching. I know they're keeping record. I know that if I can do things and overcome things, then it gives them permission and abilities to do the same. So a lot of times when it got hard, I literally would go, okay, this, this section's for Jack. And then I would just start thinking of all the things I was grateful for, for my son, Jack. 
And then I would go to the next child and the next child and the next child. And luckily I have seven. So that gets you through quite a few hard times. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you are a single mom of seven and you just mentioned a little bit how that helped you. Any other ways that they helped you during this process? Were they helping you pack or, you know, get everything ready or how else would you say your kids have, have pushed you through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. One, my older ones would go to the gym with me. My younger ones might ride bikes while I'm hiking. Um, so we, tr- I try to do the workouts that are available to them with them as much as possible. Yeah. Um, the girls love to help me pack and they'll be like, mom, you're not going to wear those socks. Those are blue. You need pink <laughs> socks. And so they'd help pick out the pink socks or whatever. And, and then my other boys would help build. We, I like to make my own trail mix. And I only like red and white gummy bears. So the kids and I would buy just tons of gummy bears and we'd cut open all the packages and we'd make them into little bags of just red and white ones. And they loved being a part of that. And what's fun about that is when you're actually on the mountain, you have those memories pop up again and be like, oh, we made these together. We did this or we picked these out together or things like that. That's that's really cute. Um, Oh, that's so special. What what would you say is your favorite? And I'm sure there were many, but your favorite, most memorable hike out of the seven Mm. you know like it's funny remember things because of the bad things in them right like remember we overcame this or this happened or that happened or whatever so there's kind of a special memory on each one but I will say I when I did Australia I thought Australia was going to be my easiest climb because I live higher than the mountain there so I'm like oh altitude's gonna be nothing and blah 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 yeah and I Australia has the opposite season of us so I went in at the end of November, which should have been the beginning of summer, and they had a ton of snow left. And so here I am with this guy, um, Tomas, that was climbing with me, and he was a photographer, videographer more than a hiker, but was excited to do this with me. We kind of thought tennis shoes would be appropriate, and we got up there and we're like, not appropriate. There's snow everywhere. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, it's only a few more miles. We're going to just do this in our tennis shoes. Who cares that they're wet? This will be fine. And about a mile from the summit, we start post-holing to our thighs because the snow had rotted underneath the snow on top. And he's like, are you sure you want to continue? I'm like, I'm going. You're welcome to stay. But I'm not this close and not Mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up getting all the way up to the top. We got back down. I think a couple times his shoe got stuck in the goo underneath and, like, we'd pull his foot out and lose his shoe. And I just laugh at that because – it was such a like it was such a mess, but it was so much fun, and we just made it playful. It just reminds me like every day we have a choice when we're doing something to add more fun to it, and that's something that hike constantly comes up in my head as. Oh, so true. We have a choice every day. That's absolutely a lesson to be learned. Um, I'm just interested in what you would eat as you go along, and do you pack? And what you know, what how do you pack all the food? How do you know? I mean, you've become an expert by now, but what are, what are you eating along the way? <laughs> yes, I know. That's everybody. Kids go, where do you go to the bathroom and what do you eat? Those are my number <laughs> one questions. Um, so, yes, eating is a thing. Um, I try to bring nuts and gummies and uh, M&Ms and things like that from home. And then when I'm actually eating, you're doing a lot of dehydrated meals. Um, there's actually a company called Nutritional Fitness that made custom meals for me towards the end because I heard about them and convinced them to help with that, (laughs) which that meant I could rehydrate spinach and greens and not just have another serving of mac and cheese, which is typically what you're eating is rehydrated macaroni and cheese or ramen noodles. Uh 
Well, yeah. I feel like having those snacks on the way is probably super helpful to keep you going. I like how you said you only like, is it white and red gummy bears? Yes, 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 yes. And we made them placebos. So the red gummy bears are when I'm feeling lonely. They're full of love, and so they're from my family. And then the white ones are we we tease and we call them they're my energy pills. And so they're gummy bears, but we make the placebo effect. And now when I'm hiking, my friends are like, hey, do you have any of those white gummy bears? I need some energy. I'm like, sure, here you go. Oh, that's really cool. I'll definitely be thinking of you when I eat those colors. That's so funny. Okay, when people hear your story, Jen, what do you hope they take away from it? Oh, I hope they just, when something calls to them and it feels like, no, I can't do that. Or I need to wait till this is done or that is done. They rethink that and say, wait, I could die at any time. I'm going to do this today and just see what happens and just give themselves permission to experiment, to experience and to play. Mm, Love that. Love that. And you also wrote a book and tell us about that and your documentary. Yes, 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 yes. So I have a book called Quit Proof. Seven Strategies to Build Resilience and Achieve Your Life Goals. That's going to be available in January, but you can pre-order now. And then I have a documentary that's in the works. It's kind of going off the rails a little bit, so I'm waiting until the book goes, and then we're going to work on that project a little bit more. Uh, Very cool. Well, John, you are an inspiration. You are a legend. I'm going to be thinking of you when I'm hiking these small hikes in Utah. I'm going to think, Jen's going to get me through. this. I mean, congratulations on this record. It really is phenomenal. If people want to follow you and your story and your journey, where can we go? Yeah, I would say go to the website, www.jenjennedrummond.com, because that has access to all the things that I'm doing and all the different social channels, depending on what your favorite is. Okay, perfect. Okay. And we like to end these with our fresh five. These are five questions off the top of my head. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Number one, how did you start your day today? Shower. Love it. Are you a texter or a caller? Texter. And do you like to cook? No. (laughs) She has people (laughs) do it for her and prepare her meals. Uh, Favorite book or movie? Do you have one or the other? Ooh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm, That's good. That's good. Okay. And last one, what are you most excited about in life right now? Oh, my kids come home from camp on Monday. I can't wait. Yay. I love it. Okay, perfect. Jen, it was so fun chatting with you. Thank you so much. Congrats on all your success. And uh, please come back on the podcast and, of course, on our show, too. It's great to talk to you. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks, Jen. And thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.